Warning, this podcast may contain strong explicit language as this is my personal opinions on football. Listener discretion advised. You are now listening to The Stumpy Show. What's up, everybody? Well, yeah! And welcome to another episode of The Stumpy Show. I'm your host, as always, Kyle Stump, a.k.a. Stumpy. And boy, we had an interesting week four this week of the 2021 season of the NFL. Now, let's get right into it. And right off the bat, for the first game, we got the Houston Texans versus the Buffalo Bills. And pretty much this game was over before it even started. I mean, Josh Allen didn't have like the best game ever, but he did complete a good majority of his passes, clean, completing 20 passes on 30 attempts for 248 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Along with, in the ground game, Devin Singletary having 14 carries, so it's 79 yards, and Zach Moss having 14 carries and 61 yards, and a touchdown and despite not scoring a touchdown Stefan Diggs had himself a game having seven receptions for 114 yards and with the Bills secondary being on fire as well with Texans quarterback Davis Mills having 11 completions on 21 attempts for only 87 yards and four interceptions oh brother this guy stinks yeah it was that bad and just like Donald Trump's Twitter on the election saying stop the count, that was pretty much this game as the Bills blew out the Texans 40 to nothing. And the next game we have is the Detroit Lions versus the Chicago Bears. The Bears. The Bears. And with this game for Chicago, Justin Fields wasn't left to die as he was the last game. As Fields pretty much did alright as he completed 11 passes on 17 attempts, for 209 yards, despite not throwing for a touchdown and having an interception earlier. And in the ground game, David Montgomery having 23 carries for 106 yards and two touchdowns, along with former Kansas City Chiefs running back Damian Williams having eight carries for 55 yards and a touchdown. And in the receiving game, Darnell Mooney had himself a game, having five receptions for 125 yards and the Bears defense go getting to Jared Goff four times as well as one sack was recorded by each of the following linebacker Roquan Smith defensive end Robert Quinn outside linebacker Travis Gibson and a linebacker Khalil Mack and Jared and on the other side of the ball Jared Goff proven that he's not bad on the Lions as much as we thought it would be as he completed 24 of his passes on 38 attempts for nearly 300 yards, 299 to be exact, and two touchdowns. As the Lions didn't have much to offer in that game against the Bears, as the Bears won 24-14. And the next game we have is the Washington football team versus the Atlanta Falcons. And this game down to the final seconds could have gone either way, as Taylor Heineke was having himself a game completing 23 passes on 33 attempts for 290 yards and three touchdowns. And in the receiving game, Terry McLaurin having six receptions 
for 123 yards and two touchdowns along with that. And on the other side, Matt Ryan having a solid game, having completing 25 of his passes on 42 attempts for 283 yards and four touchdowns. And also another player on the Falcons I'd, I'd want to recognize, and that's Cordero Patterson having himself a game, having five receptions for 82 yards and three touchdowns receiving, and rushing, having six carries for 34 yards. Probably the Falcons' most reliable player right now as we speak. As I said, this game could have gone either way, and it came down to the final seconds. With the Washington football team coming out with the victory, winning 34-30. And the next game we got is the Indianapolis Colts versus the Miami Dolphins. And for a good amount of the time, Miami was mostly asleep. As for the Colts offense, Carson Wentz completing 24 of his passes on 32 attempts for 228 yards and 2 touchdowns. And on the ground game, Jonathan Taylor having 16 carries for 103 yards and a touchdown. As for Miami, Jacoby Brissett having 20 completions on 30 attempts for 199 yards and two touchdowns. Within the receiving game, Devontae Parker having four receptions for 77 yards and a touchdown, and Mike Gusecki having five receptions for... 57 yards and a touchdown and the Colts were pretty much ahead most of the game and until the fourth quarter on with with Indy having a 17 to 3 lead until for Miami decided to show up and put 14 points on the board in the fourth quarter but it wasn't enough as the Colts won this game 27 to 17 and one phrase to describe Miami right now oh no we suck again but at the same time, I'm not expecting them to have a top 10 draft pick come April. But they pretty much should be Super Bowl, con well, not Super Bowl contenders, but playoff contenders. My bad. And the next game we got is the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Philadelphia Eagles. And I didn't know how to feel about this game as the Eagles didn't do that bad, honestly. As Jalen Hurts probably had one of the biggest games of his career so far, completing 32 passes on 48 attempts, for nearly 400 yards, 387 to be exact, and two touchdowns. And in the receiving game, rookie Devontae Smith had himself a game having seven receptions for 122 yards. And on the other side of the ball, Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs having 24 completions on 30 attempts for 278 yards and impressing five touchdowns in an interception. And honestly, I felt like Mahomes should have put up more yards in this game besides 278 yards. Because if you're going to throw like five touchdowns for the most part, probably should be around 400 at least. But in the receiving game, most of the plays were going to Tyreek Hill as he had 11 receptions for a, for a really impressive 186 yards and an impressive three touchdowns and no other receiver having more than 25 yards on the Chiefs. And also Clyde Edwards-Alaire having 14 carries for 102 yards on the ground game as the Chiefs would go on to win this game 42 to 30. And the next game we got is the Cleveland Browns versus the Minnesota Vikings and this game was a homecoming for Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski as he was with the Vikings organization for 13 seasons 
before becoming the head coach of the Browns. And the Vikings defense got the best of Baker Mayfield as Mayfield had 15 completions on 33 attempts for only 155 yards. And on the ground game for the Browns, Nick Chubb having 21 carries for 100 yards and no touchdowns. And Kareem Hunt having 14 carries for 69 yards and one touchdown, which was pretty much the lone touchdown for the Browns all day. As for the Vikings, Kirk Cousins having tw completing 20, of 20 passes on 38 attempts for 203 yards, one touchdown, and one interception, with that lone touchdown being from their lead receiver of the day, Justin Jefferson, having, with him having six receptions, for 84 yards and that lone touchdown. Not much to go over with this game as it was a low scoring game as the Browns won 14 to seven. And the next game we got is the Carolina Panthers versus the Dallas Cowboys. And as I said in my previous episode, that this was the Panthers toughest challenge yet to prove that they can be contender. And part of me was thinking that this upset could be possible. As Sam Darnold had a solid game, have, completing 26 passes on 39 attempts for 301 yard and two touchdowns, but also had two interceptions. Both of them by Cowboys corner Trayvon Diggs, who's been impressing so far. And besides that, along with those stats by Darnold, he also had six carries for 35 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. And in the receiving game, DJ Moore is proving that he's the top guy in Carolina right now as he had eight receptions for 113 yards and both of, both of Darnold's touchdowns. And for the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, not the best game with 14 completions on 22 attempts for 188 yards, but still impressive with throwing four touchdowns, each to four different receivers. Amari Cooper, who had three receptions for 69 yards. Dalton Schultz, who had six receptions for 58 yards. Cedric Wilson, with two receptions for 30 yards. And Blake Jarwin, with one reception for 18 yards, with that touchdown being his lone catch. And in the ground game, Ezekiel Elliott is proving that last year was nothing and was just a little slump as Elliott had 20 carries for 143 yards and a touchdown as the Cowboys won this game 36 to 28 as a new piece on the Carolina Panthers defense will be coming soon in in cornerback Stefan Gilmore as our new my New England Patriots traded Gilmore to the Panthers in exchange for a 2023 sixth round draft pick. And these next two games, I wanted to say for last when it came to the one o'clock games, the first one being the New York Giants versus the New Orleans Saints. And the next game being the New York Jets versus the Tennessee Titans. And just because these two teams from New York are, have been awful all season, and think they were going to continue to be awful throughout the season, they thought it was the best idea to play down to both those teams. And that's when he hit me. The best idea I ever had in my entire life. That's the worst idea you ever had in your entire life. And I've been saying this, regardless of how bad a team is, you can't play down to them, and that's pretty much what the Saints and the Titans did and first off, I want to get to the Giants-Saints game. As the Giants, as the Saints secondary 
pretty much made Daniel Jones look good as Jones completed 28 passes on 40 attempts for 402 yards and two TDs along with an interception. Damn, Daniel! Yeah, those numbers you don't see every day from Daniel Jones. And in the receiving game, Kenny Galladay was showing, was playing like he was back in Detroit, having six receptions for 116 yards. Also, rookie Kadarius Tooney having six receptions for 78 yards. And a receiver who could have been forgotten at this point, John Ross, having three receptions for 77 yards and a touchdown. And this game went into overtime and was over after a six-yard run by Saquon Barkley as the Giants won that game 27-21. And speaking of New York, now we go on to the game between the Jets and the Titans. And for the Titans, I know they were without A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. And I said in my last episode going in that Derrick Henry needed to have had a heavy workload without brown and jones and he pretty much fulfilled performed really well as he had 33 carries for 157 yards and a touchdown and also so ryan Tannehill having an okay game having completing 30 passes on 49 attempts for nearly 300 yards 298 to be exact and a touchdown and as for the jets zach wilson didn't look atrocious like he's been all season as he completed 21 passes on 34 attempts for 297 yards two touchdowns and an interception and former titan Corey davis having himself a game having four receptions for 111 yards and one touchdown and the jets front seven was all over ryan Tannehill as Quinn and Williams had two sacks, one sack by C.J. Mosley, Quincy Williams, and John Franklin as well. And this game also went into overtime. As in overtime, the Jets got the ball first and settled for a field goal by Matt Amendola. And then the Titans would bring it across the field, setting up Randy Bullock for a 49-yarder as he missed it to the left and the Jets got their first win as well as the Jets won 27 to 24 and that day marked the first time ever that both New York teams both went into overtime in two separate games and both of them won and the next game we got is the Seattle Seahawks versus the San Francisco 49ers and for Seattle the offense couldn't get much going but they weren't sloppy as Russell Wilson completed 16 passes on 23 attempts for 149 yards and two touchdowns, along with four carries for 26 yards and a touchdown on the ground. As the Seahawks' top receiver of the day, DK Metcalf, had four receptions for 65 yards and a touchdown as well. And for the 49ers, they had to play both their quarterbacks, as as Jimmy Garoppolo had no, completions on 23 attempts for 165 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. But Garoppolo left with a calf injury, and in came rookie Trey Lance, as he completed nine passes on 18 attempts for 157 yards and two touchdowns, along with seven carries and 40 for 41 yards on the ground game. And top receiver on the 49ers, Debo Samuel, Debo! was putting up big numbers 
eight receptions for 156 yards and two touchdowns. But unfortunately, it was not enough as the Seahawks won this game 28-21. And the next game we got is the Arizona Cardinals versus the Los Angeles Rams. And I thought this game would have been closer as both teams had solid performances. Kyler Murray had, had completing 24 passes on 32 attempts for 268 yards and two touchdowns, along with six carries for 39 yards on the rushing game. And in the rushing game, Chase Edmonds had a surprising game, having 12 carries for 120 yards. And also James Conner, former running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers, had 18 carries on 50 for 50 yards and two touchdowns. And in the receiving game, three receivers having more than 60 receiving yards. AJ Green with five receptions for 67 yards and a touchdown. DeAndre Hopkins with four receptions for 67 yards and no touchdowns. And Max Williams having five receptions for 66 yards and a touchdown. And Matthew Stafford having a solid game too, completing 26 passes for 41 attempts for 280 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. And in the ground game, we saw a returning Daryl Henderson as he had 14 carries for 89 yards. And in the receiving game, Van Jefferson had six receptions for 90 yards and a touchdown. And Stafford's other touchdown went to Robert Woods as he had four receptions for 48 yards and that touchdown. But the Cardinals prevailed at the end of all that with a final score of 37-20 Cardinals. And the next game we got is the Baltimore Ravens versus the Denver Broncos. And the Broncos are another 3-0 team trying to make a statement. And it looked like they were no match for the Ravens. As Lamar Jackson had 22 completions on 37 attempts for 316 yards and a touchdown. Along with 7 carries for 28 yards rushing. And in the receiving game, Marquise Hollywood Brown had four receptions for 91 yards and a touchdown. And also in the ground game, Latavius Murray having 18 carries for 59 yards and a touchdown. And the Broncos were another team that had to use both their quarterbacks as Teddy Bridgewater started the game off having seven completions for 16 attempts for 65 yards and a touchdown. But Bridgewater left the game due to a concussion and in came Drew Locke as he had 12 completions on 21 attempts for 113 yards and an interception. And this game was pretty much almost over before it started as the game went on, as the Ravens won this game 23-7. And the next game we got is the Green Bay Packers versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this game was the first meeting between Aaron Rodgers versus Ben Roethlisberger since Super Bowl 45. And Aaron Rodgers had a solid game, completing 20 passes on 36 attempts, for 248 yards and two touchdowns, along with three carries for two yards and one touchdown. And in the ground game as well, A.J. Dillon having 15 carries for 81 yards, and Aaron Jones having 15 carries and 48 yards. And in the receiving game, kind of an overreaction a little bit, but Randall Cobb playing a little bit like his old self, having five receptions for 69 yards and two touchdowns. And for the Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger completed 26 passes on 40 attempts for 232 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. 
And on the rushing game, Najee Harris having 15 carries for 62 yards and a touchdown. And in the receiving game, Deontay Johnson having 9 receptions for 92 yards and a touchdown. And what this game kind of proved is that ben, Big Ben is pretty much out of his prime. And we all know it. Almost to the point to where certain Steelers fans are admitting that he is out of his prime. As the Packers win this game 27-17. And the next game we got is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus my New England Patriots. The first time Bill Belichick and Tom Brady went against each other. And I thought for the most part that the Pats were screwed. But they did a really good job against Tampa Bay. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, yes, the weather was a bit of a factor too because it was raining throughout most of the game. With Tom Brady overthrowing a good amount of the time as he completed 22 passes on 43 attempts for 269 yards and no touchdowns and no interceptions. And in the running game, Leonard Fournette had himself a game having 20 carries for 92 yards. And also in the running game, Ronald Jones having 6 carries for 25 yards and a touchdown. Along with in the receiving game, Mike Evans having 7 receptions for 75 yards. And, and also Antonio Brown having 7 receptions for 63 yards. And Chris Godwin having 3 receptions for 55 yards. And the Bucks defense were blitzing the Mac Jones a lot. And this was Mac Jones's toughest test yet. And Mac Jones did really good for the most part, in my opinion, as he completed 31 passes for 40 attempts for 275 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception, which aren't bad numbers, if you ask me, especially for a rookie having a higher Q QB or QBR than Tom Brady in that game and throwing for more yards than Brady. And in the receiving game, Jacoby Myers having 8 receptions for 70 yards. Also, Kendrick Bourne having 5 receptions for 58 yards. And Nelson Aguilar having 3 receptions for 55 yards. And also, Brandon Bolden having 6 receptions for 51 yards. And both of Jones' touchdowns went to both newly acquired tight ends, both Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. And when I was watching this game, I was at the edge entered on my seat as I thought that the Patriots were gonna beat the Buccaneers by a field goal but with a minute left Bill Belichick decides to have Nick Folk kick a 56 yard field goal which doinked off the goalpost no good and honestly at that point I if I was Belichick I would have went for it. Move the ball a little bit downfield if we had gotten the first down and more. Set up Folk for an easier kick and then that would have sealed it. And the Pats would have won the game 20-19. But unfortunately that was not the case as the Buccaneers just slightly won this game 19-17. And the final game that we got is the game between the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Los Angeles Chargers. And the Chargers pretty much had the game over at halftime. As Justin Herbert had 25 completions on 38 attempts for 222 yards and three touchdowns. And on the ground game, Austin Eckler having himself a game, having 15 carries for 117 yards and one touchdown. As the Raiders didn't do much until the fourth quarter as Derek Carr had 21 completions 
on 34 attempts for 196 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception as the Chargers would go on to win this game 28-14. And now we go to my selection for my Offensive and Defensive Player of the Week. For my Offensive Player of the Week, I gotta go with Tyreek Hill. I mean, in a wide receiver perspective, you can't beat those stats. 11 receptions for 186 yards and 3 touchdowns. I mean, maybe it could have been Mahomes if he'd thrown for more yards. But my... My player of the week on offense has got to be Tyreek Hill for those reasons. And my defensive player of the week has to go to Trayvon Diggs. He's pretty much improved since last season. Picking off Sam Darnold twice and four games in and already has five interceptions. That's impressive. And for my honorable mentions on offense, my honorable mentions have to go to both Derrick Henry and Debo Samuel. And a little bit of a quick honorable mention to Daniel Jones. And on defense, my honorable mentions have to go to Quinn and Williams. And now we go on to another week this week on Thursday Night Football with a matchup between the Los, Los Angeles Rams versus the Seattle Seahawks. And the way I look at this game, after that loss against the Cardinals, the Rams can't afford to fall asleep on Russell Wilson and that offense. And looking at it on paper, it seems like that Rams front seven should be all over Wilson this week. Just in my opinion. And I'm not saying Russell Wilson's not gonna have this game competitive. He is. He's pretty much been having the Seahawks in competitive games since he's been drafted. I don't know much to look at it that much. Don't know my way of looking at this game. I feel like both teams have their flaws, but I could see the Rams capitalizing more on the Seahawks' flaws. As I feel like for this game, I think the Rams will probably win this game 35-31. to and that will wrap up this episode of the Stumpy Show. And what an interesting week that was. And now it is a brand new week for all the teams in the NFL. As always, I'm Kyle Stump. And I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>